Welcome to Career Central with Lorraine Beeman. In this program, you will hear from career management experts who will provide guidance and strategies to help you advance or change your career. Now, here is your host, Lorraine Beeman. Welcome to Career Central. I am Lorraine Beeman, your host of an hour totally committed to helping you achieve your career goals. Our guest today is Melanie Wexler, a career coach who uses her marketing and recruitment background to help job seekers create a strong personal brand and take it online. We know that employers often look at more than a resume when they are deciding if they want to invite a candidate for an interview. Very often employers seek out possible job candidates by searching social media. In other words, if you are in the middle of a job search or thinking about starting one, you want to use our guest's advice to increase your odds of success. So Melanie, welcome to Career Central. Thank you, Lorraine. I appreciate you having me today. Oh, I'm so excited. And I, I just want to start off by asking you to um, talk about your career path so that our listeners know you have been in this field for a long time and really know what you're talking about. Yeah, I have. Well, I have over 16 years of recruiting and staffing experience, and I've worked um, throughout the United States um, as well as in the DC. I'm uh, permanently positioned in the DC market, um, but I've worked throughout the United States with multiple um, professionals from all different industries and levels too. So, from your college graduate to your C level executive. And uh, the thing that I think makes my career so unique is I was really on both sides of the fence. So, I was working with the, both the clients behind the scenes, doing recruiting, and then also working with the candidates. So, I've seen what happens. Um, and, you know, behind those closed doors when you wonder, like, do they get my resume? What are they saying about me? And then in 2016, I left my last company and started my own career journey, trying to figure out what I was going to do next. I uh, started coaching part-time in 2017 and then transitioned full-time in 2018 and have been coaching ever since. Well, welcome to the field. But before we move on too much, I want to tap into, we always like to ask questions of people that have been on behind the door on recruiting. Yes. <laughs> a couple of words of advice. What goes on behind those closed doors that our listeners should know about? Um, it's very much, I mean, obviously there's things that I've seen and heard that even, you know, I'm like, I roll my eyes at and go, that just shouldn't happen. But, you know, honestly, it's a lot of decision making and people just not know, you know, a lot of the hiring process is complicated for them. It's very overwhelming. I tell my clients all the time, it's not uncommon for one position to get 500 plus resumes. Truthfully, the reason you sometimes don't hear back is like I as a recruiter could never go through 500 resumes. One, I didn't need 500 candidates. Mm -hmm. So be mindful when you're applying for positions and be mindful of you know, that you are actually qualified. And I, you know, get into with my clients, um, I work with them to talk to them about the things that we've got to do more than just apply online and keep our fingers crossed because the market, um, no matter what the market's happening, it's a competitive market. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of it's just time consuming, you know, just sifting through. It's not glamorous. I'll tell you that. It's just sifting through resumes, looking resume after resume. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's kind of nice for our listeners to know that, um, be empathetic with those folks that are digging through those resumes and, you know, what the applicant tracking systems, you know, spit out and all of that. So have a little empathy. Um, and I think especially that everybody expects they're going to hear back within two hours or 24 right. hours is that, you know, it, it is a slow process. It is a slow process. It's a slow process. And especially even if it's corporate recruiting, which I've done, I did that in um, 2016, 2017. But also if you're working with a recruiter, we're always waiting for the hiring manager to give us feedback. You know, we're always, it's a waiting game, you know, but we're all, you know, remember as a recruiter, it's on, you know, it's our reputation to get you hired. We yeah. want feedback. So, <laughs> you know, we're in this game too. And the longer they wait, the harder it is for us. And so, you know, my success as a recruiter was truly determined by my candidates being hired. So, um, you know, we're in this together and, you know, I say approach it as a team. And that's going to help if you work with your recruiter, whether it's in a corporate recruiter or a recruiter with an agency, you know, make it a team effort. Find somebody that you really, um, you know, that you can communicate with and understand what the time frame looks like. Which is great advice that a recruiter is part of your team 
not an adversary. And I think sometimes um, job seekers, because they get frustrated, yeah. they go, how come my recruiter's not doing this rather than saying, my recruiter is really trying to get me hired because that's, you know, that's how they either, you know, move up in the organization because they make great, uh, you know, promote great hires or, you know, as an independent, that's how they make their salary. So anyway, yeah. thank you for letting us peek into that <laughs> world of um, recruiting. But now let's go on to really um, what we're going to talk about today. And I think you and I agree that the pandemic has made social media our primary way of networking. And for those yes. of you that have never listened to the show, you know that we always say that networking is an extremely important part of any job search. So I know you work with your clients to ensure they get noticed in all the right ways. Um, and I'd like to start a conversation by asking what you encourage your clients to do on the major social media platforms. And I know there's lots, so let's go ahead and start with LinkedIn, which you know is still, I think the, the hundred pound gorilla, a thousand pound gorilla, whatever they say. Yeah. In the room. You know, LinkedIn's had a transformation since I joined. I mean, I can remember joining, not knowing what in the world to do with it. I yeah. was like, okay, I made a profile. Now what, you know? And, and then as I progressed, I used it as a tool for recruiting and things of that nature. I use it now slightly different as a career coach. Um, mm -hmm. But one of the things that I would say is definitely invest your time in creating, making sure your LinkedIn profile, and I hate this word, so but I apologize, it's the only word I can come up with, but your LinkedIn profile is what's called optimized. And that's, um, you know, but also remember LinkedIn was created as a search engine. That's its kind of, it, its original intent was searching for people, places, and things, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and so understanding that LinkedIn is a search engine and it goes off of these, you know, this coveted keywords um, <laughs> that you hear about when it comes to resumes and everything. Um, and so it's really important that those keywords are throughout your LinkedIn profile. But that's the first and foremost is like, ask yourself, where's your LinkedIn profile today? Mm -hmm. um, and then as we get into talking about networking, which is, I think, one of the keys to having a strong profile, and I mentioned this just a minute ago, it's not enough anymore to submit your resume online and hope that you're going to get contacted. Hey, it still happens. I mean, it does. The system, you know, the process still works. You can still do it, but you're going to have to work harder. And, you know, use LinkedIn as a tool to get you connected with the recruiters, with hiring managers. Um, you know, one of the tools we used in my recruiting firm when, back in the day was we'd ask people to come in with a list of their top 10 companies they wanted to work for. The reason was we want to like establish those as clients. I mean, I'm not going to lie and say, you know, it's selfish reasons, but if it's your top 10, let us try to help you. Let us use our relationships. So we've, you know, I've been doing this forever. Um, you know, that's how I got my first corporate recruiting job after I left my um, last agency. I applied through LinkedIn, just like everybody else. And I literally, instead of applying to the next and next job, I started to research who can I contact in that company, found the HR person, introduced myself, and I had an interview within that next week because I'm helping her. I just saved her, I was probably a good solid 20 hours sifting through resumes. So definitely networking is the key. Utilizing your um, platform, it's not just, you know, LinkedIn, like I said, has gone through a transformation. It's continuing to transform itself. It's really a different platform than when it started. I know I used to feel like all that there was was recruiters on there. <laughs> um, there's still a lot of recruiters, and I love my recruiter friends, and I love my HR friends um, and my connections. But, you know, there's so much more on there now, and it's just a really great way. If you've been at former companies, are you connected with all your former colleagues? Do you know where they're working right now? You know, so it's not just like a cold message. It can be, you know, connecting with people that you used to work with and staying in touch with them and finding out what they're doing in the industry. So, you know, that's, that's the first thing that I would say when it comes to, you know, LinkedIn is definitely use it. <laughs> it's just, and I find that more often than not, people aren't utilizing it to its fullest potential. But I want to talk more about LinkedIn, but before I want to um, reinforce something that, that you've been saying since the beginning, make it easy for people to hire you. 
remove yes. as many barriers as you can, you know, partnering with the recruiter, um, reaching out. Um, you just um, really summarize for the HR person, if it's a choice between looking through 500 resumes and finding a talented client that reaches out, it's not like they're going to search through 500 to find the best. They are finding someone who can do the job. And so yeah. I love that. But I want to go back to one of the other things you said, which was optimizing your LinkedIn. I want you to share your secrets on how we do that. Yeah. So there's a couple of things that I would say definitely you want to do. You want to make sure you have a photo. Now, I know, you know, ladies and gentlemen, that sometimes we're like, oh, I don't want to show my, you know, my face. It's not that good. But the reality is, a photo gets you 10, I think it's between 10 to 14 times the more views on your LinkedIn than one without. So automatically just doing that is going to increase your um, getting a chance to be seen um, because it shows that you've actually taken the time and you probably use LinkedIn. Um, the other thing is having a proper headline, using keywords, displaying what either you're looking for and and being in the industry, I know a lot of people sometimes will put like open for work. I get that, but I'm as a recruiter and I still wear a recruiter hat and mentality in terms of how I think I'm not, I'm not searching open for work. I'm searching for network engineer or, um, you know, uh, social impact marketing or think, you know, very specific terms. So be mindful of that. Um, fill out your about section. There's more. I, as a recruiter, I want to know who you are. This is, you know, think of LinkedIn, your LinkedIn profile. It's your personal branding page, but it's also your online resume. I may, I may be searching for you and you may not have anything in your LinkedIn profile that could tell me you could do the job. And I'm going to go to the next person until I find that information. So fill your about section out. You can be used first person. You got more space than you do on your resume. Um, and so, you know, it's a great tool to use. Um, I mentioned earlier that LinkedIn is a search engine. You know, that's the original platform. It was how it was set up. So be mindful of that, having certain keywords scattered throughout your profile, networking. It's not in, you know, it, it's, it's great. And I tell my clients this all the time. Getting your profile optimizes the first step getting those connections. Cause as we know, the very first and the Holy grail of LinkedIn is the first degree, second degree, third degree connections. So getting connected with people will help you come up in their searches. Even if they're not looking today, maybe they're looking tomorrow. Um, and then the second thing is start posting content. And I especially share this with my mid level to senior level executives um, and mid-level management that are looking for ways to move up in the company or want that next level position. Become a subject matter expert in your field. Um, I'm working with a gentleman that is a huge, um, is really big in the envi environment. He's worked on Capitol Hill. He's worked with um, different lobbyist groups. He's working now with a conservancy. He needs to be pub, you know, he needs to be posting things on his topic so that that next company, they want to know what your thoughts are. You know, to say you're a subject matter expert is one thing, but you got to be able to back it up with actual thoughts. <laughs> and so if you're in that range and not to say if you're a junior level, because I know sometimes if you were like me working in a firm, I would be given a post by a company, you know, my company, hey, post this for the company. And I always felt weird. I was like, okay, I'll do it. But I didn't have any like feeling behind it, you know? So you really need to think. And then I got really into, as I started coaching, really understanding, oh my gosh, I could have been posting so much more as a recruiter and attracting potential candidates to me, you know, really establishing my brand as a recruiter. So if your brand is an administrative assist, you know, if you're an administrative assistant, what are you doing to help your executives or your managers save time, money, and resources? Um, we all have a point of view on subjects. So now's the time to really, you know, it's going to take your um, views and it's going to be able to, people are going to be able to find you quicker than if you're going to start posting content, which I know is scary, but I, I kind of have two 
three, two to three phases that I work with my clients on that from the profile through the content. So, and I want to circle back on something you said, which is so important is we are all know something about our field. We do not have what being a subject matter expert does not mean that you're in the top 1% of all the people in your field. It means that you have something to share. And if you're the administrative assistant who figures out a better way to do it, that's something to share. If you're, you know, an individual contributor. And, and I mean, you are so right on about the importance of posting. I also want to um, just go back to the about section because I don't know about you, but I look and a lot of people's about section is like two sentences, very <laughs> yeah. generic. Um, you have, as I remember, you have 2000 characters. Yep. Um, best way to do that, paragraphs, bullet points, um, give us a couple tips on how to make an about you section know, stand out. One, make it reader friendly. So don't, you know, don't, you don't have to write a book. Um, okay. and even with all of our technology today, LinkedIn is not come up to date with, um, being bullet point friendly, um, and formatting, um, you know, to the gods of LinkedIn, let's try to bring it up to the, <laughs> You know, 2020, 2021, let's just try to bring in some bullet points if we're going to do another um, upgrade. Um, <laughs> let's, let's, that's my wish. Um, so it's not super bullet point friendly. So you do have to copy and paste those. So I try to keep very small paragraphs. Okay. Two to three, you know, no more than three sentence paragraphs. You, you know, I know this is going to be wild, but let go of the formatting we were taught in school of proper paragraph form I have a child that's still in high school senior believe me you know I have to wear two hats on that um <laughs> there's you know I'm gonna throw grammar gods into a tizzy but um you know you just want short quick things that people can I mean that's our attention span now we're you know we're on our phones looking at our app you know looking at the app and we're looking on laptops so you want things people can consume really quickly um, and the other thing, and I'm going to give this quick tip, uh, is link because LinkedIn is a search engine, put your key, if you have a section of key competencies, keywords, put them in your about section, just as bulleted. Um, I create it for my clients so they can just copy and paste because it, when anybody searches that headline, there are actually any words that's in your about section will come up in that search as well. So you can be hitting multiple. I used to have it happen because I staff for accounting and finance. I'm not an accountant, folks, but I would get accounting people all the time wanting to offer me jobs. And <laughs> I'm like, I am not the person for that. But, um, you know, so that's a good, you know, so again, search word optimization, the about section allows you to do that. And I think that's a tip that I have never heard before is about putting the skills in that about section so it's searchable. I have also heard that that first sentence is the one that is probably the most important because it shows up in a search. Is that, is that accurate? That is somewhat accurate. It relates more to your headline and okay. you got to think about how there's and um, how the headline get, can be cut off depending on the words that you use. So I can definitely dive into that um, a little bit about how to make sure that your headline is really, because some people get happy with um, keywords or they start off with amazing technical superstar. Well, those are the words that I'm going to see before, you know, administrative professional. <laughs> All right. Well, we have to take a short break and then we're going to come back. We're going to continue our conversation with Millie on how to maximize that LinkedIn profile. And then we are going to go on to the other social media platforms that are just as important right now yep. in terms of networking and your online presence. So stay with us. We'll be back and continue our conversation. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you worried your job will end? Is there someone in your life who is facing a layoff? Career transition specialist Lorraine Beeman has condensed 20 years of experience helping people cope with sudden unemployment into an easy-to-read how-to book, Career Restart. Practical advice for surviving and moving forward after a job loss. Knowing how to handle a job loss will help you move into your next job. This book guides you through the restart of your career. From how to prepare for a termination meeting 
to how to respond to interview questions about your job loss. Lorraine's book offers strategies for moving from terminated to hired. Tap into proven methods for changing the focus from job loss to career success. Career Restart, practical advice for surviving and moving forward after a job loss. Available at Amazon.com. Click the link on the Career Central show page to pick up your copy today. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into Career Central. To reach the program today, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. If you'd rather send an email, you may send it to Lorraine at interviewtowork.com. That's Lorraine at interview, the number two, work.com. Now, back to Career Central. Welcome back. This is Lorraine Beeman. We're having an amazing conversation with Melanie Wexler. Right before we um, took our break, we were talking about LinkedIn headlines and the importance in terms of being found. So uh, Melanie, I'm just going to jump right in there. What's your advice on that headline? So on that headline, start with what your job is first. Um, a lot of times people are told to put lots of adjectives and descriptors and, um, but the thing you got to remember and just scroll through, like, I don't know, search John Smith, um, you know, but you'll see when you search, there's only so many characters that will appear on that search. So a lot of people use up those characters and not uh, for descriptors as opposed to the actual job title. You can form the descriptors after the fact. But when I'm looking at it, I want to know what, you know, the first question we ask ourselves is, or somebody sends you a connection request, what do you do? (laughs) (laughs) Who is this person? You know, and that's the first thing we see. So, you know, that's, you know, we think of it as if you're searching, what are you going to like ask yourself and you know yeah we all have these amazing adjectives that we describe ourselves with or people have told us about and those are great and they all have a time in the place but definitely i that's the first thing i start with is because you want that to be the first thing people see that is great advice and i've got to admit for all of the people i've talked to about linkedin um that is the first time i really thought from that perspective and it really makes a lot of sense you're searching by a name, you're searching by a job title, and then you can say how wonderful you are. Just makes yeah. a lot of sense, a lot of sense. Um, even though we could probably keep talking about LinkedIn <laughs> forever, yeah. uh, I really want to move on to other social medias. We had a conversation before we got started about how Facebook and Twitter and all that used to be just sort of a personal, LinkedIn was professional, everything else was personal. And now that boundary is, is blurred. And you shared with me that employers look at Facebook, they look at Twitter, they look at Instagram. So let's just start with Facebook, which is another huge platform. And what are you advising clients to do on on their Facebook? So, you know, I, of course, I want to preface, I, you know, don't want people to feel like they can't share their opinions or, you know, we all have, we're in a very challenging time in this world. And I know what my Facebook feed looks like. And sometimes I have to take a breath (laughs) and um, and I'm sure a lot of people feel that way too. But if you are, if you're a professional and I would say, even if you're one looking for a job, you really need to like, think about what your profile says to others. Um, Would I want to do business with this person? And that may be to hire you. That may even mean, and we've seen this happen with social media, especially now at times, um, you know, that may mean, do I want to engage, you know, do I want to hire you to do, you know, work with you, but also is, you know, far as being promoted, 
does this person look like they could have, you know, a conversation with, you know, are they going to be able to mediate a conversation? So you have to be mindful of what you're posting. And I think you really have to put the value on what's the most important thing for you to do right now. Is it to share your opinion? I think there's times and places for that. Um, but there's also, you have to be mindful of what you stand for. I work with all different types of individuals. Um, I work, you know, with all different spectrums and I want people to know that if they come to me and if you look at my, you know, I have a Facebook page for my business, of course, but you can find me on Facebook as a, you know, an individual, I'm a mom, I'm, you know, (laughs) you know, I, I'm like, that's how I identify myself as a mom, but, uh, you know, you'll probably see lots of pictures of my cat, (laughs) you know, I call him the coworker, um, but, you know, and of course I do speak on some timely topics, but I also want people to know I'm a safe place that they can go to and that they could, you know, not feel that I'm, on one side or the other, then I'm going to keep that, you know, that's my, you know, kind of professional guard. So I think you have to be mindful nowadays. And I know, I know it's a hot topic kind of, you know, especially with what's been happening, you know, specifically on Twitter, but also, you know, posts on Facebook, maybe not getting shown, but you really have to ask yourself, what's the most important thing for you. And if it is finding a job and it is being hired, you really need to be mindful. And I, and I take that very seriously because I was having clients back in the day that were already checking out LinkedIn profiles. And some people may say, hey, you know what? It doesn't matter to me what you do on the weekends um, as long as you're here Monday morning. But, uh, you know, people form opinions and opinions, you know, you know, your actions and your words have consequences. Absolutely. And, and I think people have to be mindful of that. So uh, you mentioned that you have um, a high school age um, student, and so you're probably, you know, maybe thinking about college and stuff. There have been stories of students who've lost their, um, you know, they've been admitted to a college, it's been withdrawn because of Facebook postings. Do you think the same thing is happening in employment? I do. I really do. I think that especially we're in times right now that um, have become very, you know, very mindful of who we're bringing in. I mean, there's a lot you got to think about, you know, I started, you know, I've, you know, I've had some friends that I've really just not been able to have a conversation with any further, you know, my daughter, um, she'll probably cringe if she finds out I'm talking about her, but she, you know, did a mediation. Um, she got hired as a mediation, um, as, as, um, for racial talks in her high school mm-hmm. and um she just got recognized with a martin luther king award last week and you know she one of her quotes and i actually posted it was literally i don't think people are so far left and so far right i think a lot of people are more in the middle but we've lost the ability to have civil discourse and you know and that's you know she she's well beyond her years at 18 but um you know and i think that's I think people are very mindful of like, what are you posting? You know, because if it's a private business, am I going to want to do business with you as a business owner? Um, But if I'm going to hire you, what kind of, are you going to fit the culture of the organization? You know, you have to be mindful of like, they've already got employees. And are you going to be able to come in and fit in with that? Um, or is it, you know, and I mean, this gets into hiring and what's the right company for you and things of that nature, but it is, you know, you have to be kind of, you have to be thinking about where, who you're applying for and what kind of job you want, because it is, I do think people are going to, and I have had clients and whether somebody thinks it's fair or not, that's not really for me to decide, but I have had clients make decisions on candidates based on what they saw on Facebook. Okay. And that's good to know. So um, again, you know, we're not saying that you can't um, express your opinions, but, but tips for how to handle Facebook postings. Um, You want, you know, yeah, you know, I choose for me personally, if I take myself out of being a business owner and a coach and everything of that nature, for me, I want things that are going to be, you know, that are positive, um, I know some of my friends will make fun of me because I'm all about the positive quote and of the day and, and the mindset, you know, I'm all about, 
I only want real positivity in my life. And, you know, there's enough negative things that happen on a day-to-day basis with all of us. I want, you know, to be able to laugh and smile. And, you know, sometimes we do get into tough conversations. That's just part of being human and that's okay. But I would say you have to look through your profile and do an audit of it and ask yourself again, we talked about the headline, what do people think? You know, ask yourself, what the, what message does this send? If you're posting literally, um, you know, repeatedly within an hour, if you've got like six or seven posts, for example, I as an employer might go, that person spends a lot of time on Facebook. <laughs> lot of time on Facebook. Um, I work from home. I kind of set my own schedule. So if I want to have, I mean, I don't even get that chance to do that. But, you know, even it's not necessarily about content. It's about time. You know, like, even if it's like, say it's the most mundane content ever, and it's cat videos or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, but if it's literally like playing this game at, you know, 1106, and then a post at 1110, and then, you know, another post at 1115, then my question is, what are you doing to, you know, you know, you know, it's great to share that you went to the grocery store, whatever the case may be, but, um, you know, you have to really say, what is this person doing with their time? And that to me is also a thing, you know, Um, you really have to look at, you know, what they're doing. And I think you have to be mindful of it, but I would say, keep it as a percentage, you know, kind of balance it out. If you, you know, I'm going to say if you have a lot of political posts, is 90% of what you're posting politically based? Truth, we don't need to discuss politics within the office. I mean, I've always been that believer, regardless of, you know, there's just some topics that unless you know it's an absolute safe space, don't need to be discussed in the office. And, you know, because especially nowadays, but I think if you 90% of your posts are one thing, then it's probably not displaying who you are. You know, again, people want to connect one-on-one with individuals. They want to know who you are. And if you're only displaying one type of content, that is who you become. And that's what other people see. I want to really reinforce what you said, because you started by sharing that you try to, um, you know, post things that are positive. And just from meeting you, I know that you're a very positive, upbeat person. And so you might want to just step back. I'm thinking what you're saying is step back and look at your Facebook and saying, okay, if I am a third party reading this, what is the message that I'm sending? Um, I am so bored that I'm playing games. Um, I'm, you know, 90% of my interest is in political issues. And, you know, the company is not, you know, a lobbying group. So therefore, you know, so Facebook gives you an opportunity to, to both share your values and then share your, your life balance. Is that kind of what we're, we're saying? I think a hundred percent. I think that, you know, and even if I kind of go on LinkedIn, even, you know, if you check out my posts, you know, off and on, I share personal things on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. because for me as a coach, I want people to know I've struggled with my career before. Um, I've, you know, had ups and downs. I've made bad decisions. I've had bad employers, bad bosses, you know, I've been there. I'm a, you know, I'm a real, I'm a real person. I'm not just like, oh, everything's rosy and it's going to be fine. You know, we have to sometimes have hard conversations, but that being said, and I hope that when people look at me on Facebook as well, that they also say, okay, she is who she says she's on LinkedIn, you know, she, she is, you know, this is my personal profile. It always has been, I have no, you know, I am, I sometimes do post some of my business stuff there as well, just to share so people can understand more of what I do, um, that I'm not at home just watching TV all the time. (laughs) Uh, I don't think some people understand what I do sometimes, but, um, but, you know, if I use myself as an example, I think you'll find, you know, I say who I am and I back it up, you know, and, uh, you know, not that I haven't touched on some topics that do mean something to me as, you know, as a mother, as, you know, to, two, you know, two kids. I mean, I, my, I have a 20, a soon to be 26 year old. He's not a kid, but um, <laughs> he's my firstborn. So, um, you know, but I worry about him. I worry about the future that he, you know, he's working with young adults in Washington, DC. So, um, you know, so I, I know what the impact is in this world. So, you know, I, I am concerned. I always have been. So I do think you have to 
you know, you have to kind of put on an objective hat and um, you have to like really assess like, and I think it also comes down to what is the most important thing? Are you willing to, if you're willing to say making 12, I mean, I've literally seen people that have made post after post after post after post of like, here's this article, here's this article, here's this article. If that's the most important thing for you, so be it, but it may be costing you something you don't understand on the back end. And you have to put that value for yourself. And I think it's the value thing is what are your values and is your Facebook showing your values in terms of, of work and in terms of relationships and in terms of a commitment. So I, yeah, I think that's, that's great. And again, I think with Facebook, we get really casual and we we start, we forget that the entire world can come find us and, and just Google and, and see who we are. So it's, you know, it's not just, sometimes I think we have a feeling it's just that intimate group of friends, but actually it's the outside world can just kind of drop in and see well, you know, I started thinking about people would ask, you know, people all the time post things like, oh, you know, hey, I'm looking for a job. Who do you know? Okay. But that, you know, your, your cousin, your aunt or your uncle may know of a job, but then they also may, you know, or that, you know, that high school friend who maybe you don't talk to every single day, you know, or whoever that may be considers this is who you are because they don't know, you know, maybe they don't know you one-on-one, but this is what they see every day. Yeah. And they're not necessarily going to be, and then you get upset that they don't offer, you know, they're not trying to help me. Well, we may have created our own bed. <laughs> right. Maybe those 97 um, posts on cats um, just doesn't give you that professional image and, and uh, and your friend's going, well, yeah, I mean, if it was something to do with cats, it'd be fine, but not, right. not in my, not one, not in my job. So let's, um, and again, we could spend hours on Facebook. <laughs> we got to move on Twitter, 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 Twitter. Twitter is <laughs> a, is in a Twitter storm right now. Yeah. That's, um, that's for sure. So I, you know, have come on board with Twitter in the last few years. I was not a big Twitter user. I was like, I have nothing to t- wheat um and of course as a coach i've come more on board um i think twitter now more a lot of people are still i think honestly using it i use it only for professional like seriously that's all you'll find on my twitter um but if i think some people are using it as just the same type of in, you know like informal platform just as they are like a facebook and it's become and it's just now it's like how can i say these in 32 characters mm-hmm. but then they like have stories of like tweet after tweet you know you're getting into our it's easy to get sucked into an argument you know it really is on twitter you reply and then somebody replies to you and next thing you're in a rabbit hole um so i think you have to be mindful again of the time you know also the time that you're tw- you know tweeting are you tweeting during business hours and you are working you know like if i'm applying for a job and i see that you're currently working at xyz but i also check out your pro- you know your twitter profile and see that you tweeted you know only during business hours again i'm going to say are you really that person that maximizes your time and efficiency um, people don't want to know that you are, that's what you're doing during business hours. So, you know, this again is not about content. It's about actions mm-hmm. and, you know, and how we are spending our time. But also again, what information are you tweeting about? Are you sharing about your company doing great things and changing, you know, the world or, you know, a new technology? I mean, are you sharing about the things that you I mean, some clients I know can't, but, you know, are you tweeting about the things that your company is doing or the things you're involved in um, and letting, you know, and also I think, again, I not to sound rainbows and unicorns, but are you spreading kindness? Yeah. <laughs> you know, a good positive tweet can start your day off right. <laughs> so, and again, I encourage I, that. again, reinforcing your brand and your values. Not, I love it. Not going down that rabbit hole, 
but continuing to show your professionalism, what you stand for, so that somebody that this looks at your tweets goes, okay, I have a picture of what this person values and you know their work habits, a lot of things that we don't realize when we're tweeting away that can, you know, can be used to create an impression of, of who you are. We're gonna take another really quick break. When we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit about Instagram and then we're going to actually find out more about Melanie and um, what she does. All right, yes. so <laughs> we'll see you on the other side of the break. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you worried your job will end? Is there someone in your life who is facing a layoff? Career transition specialist Lorraine Beeman has condensed 20 years of experience helping people cope with sudden unemployment into an easy-to-read how-to book, Career Restart. Practical advice for surviving and moving forward after a job loss. Knowing how to handle a job loss will help you move into your next job. This book guides you through the restart of your career. From how to prepare for a termination meeting to how to respond to interview questions about your job loss. Lorraine's book offers strategies for moving from terminated to hired. Tap into proven methods for changing the focus from job loss to career success. Career Restart, practical advice for surviving and moving forward after a job loss. Available at Amazon.com. Click the link on the Career Central show page to pick up your copy today. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into Career Central. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, you may send it to Lorraine at interviewtowork.com. That's Lorraine at interview, the number two, work.com. Now, back to Career Central. Welcome back to Career Central. This is Lorraine Beeman, and I'm having a fantastic conversation with Mary, uh, with Melanie Wexler. <laughs> we've been talking so much. We're having so much fun. Um, <laughs> how to be your best online. We've covered LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and now we're going to jump into Instagram. So, Instagram. Melanie, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. So, Instagram, or as my, you know, my daughter's like, Facebook's for the older people, Instagram's for the young, youngins, and now we've got TikTok, but um, I haven't gone there yet. So, um, <laughs> No, Instagram. So personally, I have to, um, I have a personal profile on Instagram and I also have my professional profile. I use probably my professional one more than I do. It's kind of sporadic, but I probably use both at least every day. Um, again, be mindful. Um, I don't necessarily think on Instagram you, cause you can, I think Instagram has better account privacy settings. So it is a little bit harder. You can set your account to private. Um, so you're, nothing appears. So, you know, nothing where Facebook, if you've replied to somebody and response or, you know, there's ways kind of around the privacy settings. So Instagram is great. Um, I'm again, I wouldn't encourage people to go all negative and (laughs) all out, but you do have a little bit, I think more freedom to post things um, without it being seen. 
uh, on Instagram. But also, again, I think the same rules apply. Be mindful of what you put out. Um, you know, be mindful of what you put out, you know, your content. Because a lot of people, you know, I have some candidates that will tell or clients that will tell me, you know, you talk about content, you talked about personal branding. I'm not a business. And I'm like, you are your business. You represent you, you are your brand. You are who you're representing. And so you determine the message that you're going to send out. But again, if your coworkers see it, uh, maybe you're friends with your coworkers on Instagram. If, you know, that gets back to your boss, you know, I had a situation where, um, we had a person apply for a job and then the other person saw something she posted, like she went on Instagram or something and was like talking about it on a video or something. And her coworker saw it and told, you know, told me and the other executive manager, Hey, so-and-so is looking for a job and she's actually doing it while she's working, <laughs> you know? And we immediately went and had a conversation. <laughs> And we're like, hey, you know, if you're not happy, let's figure this out. Let's, because uh, I'm not going to, you know, spend the time. Again, you may say, hey, that's my private business. I can do whatever I want, but you choose who you share your content with. So you be mindful of the content you share. I, like I said, I think Instagram gives you a little bit more leeway, but the moment you start, and I'm not saying not to connect with coworkers, obviously have, I have some former coworkers that are amazing friends and I love them dearly and I still love them and I want to know what's happening in their lives and I want to stay in contact with them, but also be mindful of what you post and you have to, you have to take response. You know, I think people have to start taking responsibility for the content that they post on their own profiles. So again, Instagram, you know, post those things that reflect on your values and what you want to do. And then I love the fact about you have two accounts, the personal and, and the professional. This has been amazing. You have given us so much information. <laughs> and so now I'm going to give you the challenge that we give to all of our yes. guests. And that is, we know that if people take action within five seconds, that they are more likely to start down a path. So what are you going to challenge our listeners to do right after the podcast and is there in a safe place that just takes a few seconds so that they start to think about their social media presence? So I would challenge all of the listeners today, pick one platform mm -hmm. and give yourself, um, you know, set a timer, give yourself say five, 10 minutes and do an audit of that platform. Just do one, start with one. You don't have to do them all at once. It'll probably, <laughs> it'll probably make you wanna go um, through those, but set a timer, 10 minutes, and really evaluate the content you're posting. Um, ask a friend to oh, do good. it for, you know what? You don't even have to do it. Ask a friend, ask a coworker, ask you know, somebody that can on, you honestly feel will give you solid, true, feedback and not just like, why am I doing this? But really say, what do you see when you read my profile? And, and, and let them know, give them permission to give you both positive as well as negative. Give them that permission to be truthful with you. Um, so you don't even have to do it. So you can just say, hey, I'm going to ask you to do this for me. Can you tell me the positive and the negative things that you see on my profile? Have them write it down, send it to you. They don't even have to have a conversation. <laughs> so, you know, it can be all very, you know, keep the feelings out of it. But um, that would be what I would challenge everybody. Pick one platform, audit yourself. Either you audit yourself or have a friend or, a, you know, even a family member, maybe a spouse or um, a coworker even that you trust. And, you know, audit that platform and ask yourself the question, is this worth, you know, is, is this type of profile, you know, what's the value, you know, where, what kind of value are you placing on this content? Okay. Because if it, if it's, if it's not enough value to cost, you know, if it's worth costing you a potential career, a potential job, a potential advancement, or even a potential client, you know, there's a lot of salespeople out there that are looking for clients. So if it's going to cost you business, is it worth it? And you got to make that own, your own personal decision. And, and if it is, 
Godspeed. But if it's not, then, you know, you have to start making some changes. I love that one. As soon as you're off, think of a person, and we call it in our house, people that have no filters. In other yeah. words, they will just, <laughs> those people are very valuable. Sometimes they make you feel a little awkward in social settings, but they have great value. So think of that person with no filters, ask them. And you know, you might even reciprocate and say, let me look at yours because sometimes looking at somebody else's is a great, I love that as a challenge. That is just yeah. spectacular. And asking the questions, you know, is there value to this content? And maybe even when, if you read this content, not knowing me, what kind of a person do you see when you read this content? I, that is a fantastic challenge. And I sincerely hope everybody takes it because again, as we said, social media is right now during a pandemic, that's how we're networking, how we're making yeah. connections, how we're building our, our personal brand. Okay. How can our listeners get in touch with you? What do you do and how can they find you? Yeah. So I am on Facebook. My professional page is achieve and finding success, or you can find me through career coaching, little hyphen, uh, M Wexler. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can just look up Melanie Wexler and connect with me. Um, tell me how you found me. Please leave me a little note in that connection so that I, I know, um, why we're connecting. I love that. And then also on in Instagram, you can find me at M Wexler career coach. All right. So I encourage everybody to reach out, check out um, Melanie's website and stuff. She's got some amazing, valuable information, which we just didn't have time to cover today. But Melanie, I want to thank you for all the thank practical you. job searching, social media advice you shared. Um, you have, um, I am going to get off after the podcast and I am going to um, choose one of my social media platforms and perhaps talk to somebody that has no filters and have them give me some feedback. So um, for those of you that may be close to facing a job loss, I encourage you to check out my book, Career Restart. It's practical advice for surviving and moving forward after a job loss. It's available on Amazon. You'll find a lot of conversation in there too about everything that um, Melanie shared, the importance of your online presence. It's a quick read. It starts with strategies for handling a layoff meeting, ends up, ends up with um, strategies for transitioning to a new job. If you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, or another platform that lets you rate our show, please let us know how we are doing. We count on your comments and feedback to develop um, future programming. Um, next week, our guest is Wanda Wallace. She is the host of Out of the Comfort Zone on this network. She'll talk about her unique perspective on securing positions of increasing responsibility, so um, again, remember our challenge, you're going to find that person that has no filters, you're going to ask them to check out one of your social media platforms, you're going to listen to that response and decide if that's the message you want sent out to prospective employers, clients, um, business contacts. So until next, our next show, this is Lorraine Beeman, encouraging you to take care of your career because you are really the only one qualified to it, to take care of it. And that includes your online social media presence. So until next week, have a wonderful week and keep building in those career strategies. Thank you for joining us for this week's edition of Career Central. Be sure to join your host, Lorraine Beeman, for another program next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your week.